G'day, putters. Welcome to the deep dive powered by puntingform.com.au. Myself uh, and Jackson here at, at Mailbag HQ. Uh, Curlio up there in Queensland, Mailbag HQ, fighting off a severe case of the man flu, um, but improving. Uh, chance of running Wednesday. And Pistol Pete, circuiting like a god. Apparently, uh, he dominated Northern. So, boys, we'll start with you, Pistol. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, Northern, as you said, Northern Cup was a was an entertaining race. There was a massive tip on course for Captain Chaos. Was off like a frog in a sock, and, and in the end, pissed in. But having said that, there was a few unlucky runners behind it. But uh, the internet was, shall we say, uh, reminiscent of the nineteen nineties out there. So it was it was actually quite enjoyable, just stripping it back and having a few bets in cash. And yeah, it was nice. Hey. Are you, are you looking at God? <laughs> We're having a look at the lights currently. I was, I was doing this on Saturday at about whatever, like, you know, 5.12. <laughs> and I kept doing it for like another 35 minutes, but it didn't work. So further proof he doesn't exist. But um, yeah, overall... Oh, fucking God. <laughs> what? No. We're talking about you now, are we? Yeah. That's right. I was told. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm responding to a, a question from the host about God. I don't think he exists. And I don't think he existed on Saturday. Um, are we just going to talk about Mooney Valley or do you want to talk about anything else? Let's just talk about Mooney Valley because I don't think anyone else, there's been no other noise from anywhere else around the country. I mean, did Randall Keaton happen there on Saturday? I don't think so. Well, we didn't see any horses probe before the invitation on Channel 7. Yeah. Well, you, was only and one then we saw the retaliation in the paper, Shane. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Robert Cram and the uh, honchos at RV deliberately stalled the um, protest hearing to coincide to the start of the invitation. It was fucking brilliant. Full credit. Full credit to Robert Cram for thinking on his feet like that. Full credit. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, anyway, who cares? An invitation. It was goat shit racing in Sydney all weekend, and I won't even be watching the victims of the punch show to review it either. Um, back to you, Jack. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Didn't mean to say that. Edit it out. Were they your thongs on the Twitter post where you were going through the, um, you know, the punter's paper? No comment. No comment. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Let's actually talk about the Cox Plate. First of all, let's, can we start with the betting? Because again, for what is it, the third year running, the last 20 seconds of betting, 30 seconds of betting was just bang on. I thought the Betfair SP when it logged straight after the race at $6.78 must have been wrong, given the tote prices. It wasn't wrong. How good are the Irish? It was unbelievable. You go. Yeah, I'm just I'm just getting it up at the moment. It, yeah, it didn't it didn't happen until the very, very like the death. The death. It was the death. Um and they just know, don't they? Every year they know, like, oh. whether the horse should have won or not, it still ran an enormous race, and, and they knew it was going to run the, an enormous race. Um, like we said on the previous show, basically in all the big, the majors in Victoria, you basically can you can back the horse you like, but you need to have a, a board or two left to back the international steamer. Oh, yeah, well, a, a couple of the corporates, like, the tabs closed $8. Like it, it was it was unbelievable the last sort of 
yeah, tw- couple of minutes on the fair. They've just absolutely steamed it. I thought they'd come for Animo like a lot more than they did. Whether that was sort of track conditions or anything of the th- anything of the of the sort, but the market didn't trend as I thought it would. Oh, I thought a big factor of the market and the the the, the unsureness of which way to go with the locals was. It looked like it was going to be heavier than it was because of the rain. Like you saw the rain on the TV and no one's there yep. and they, they were getting off the fence. But they're still saying and the, the numbers look like it wasn't that heavy. Yeah. But but at the time. Yeah. At the time, it could have been a heavy eight. It's like five, and, five and more would, minutes of rain away yeah. from yep. being bottomless. Yeah. And this. Yep. You go, Sean. No. 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 Was, no. You keep going about the betting. Sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, like, as we saw on um, All Star day like the track was rated as a soft six and it was a heavy 10 so like even though the like the rating was a soft five we didn't really know if it, if it was a soft five mm. if it was a heavy eight like we just you know you have no idea until they run well and and as we learn in the um i learned on sunday while listening to um the racing.com uh when they had sir robert cram on and shout out to Michael Walker, the only bloke who actually asked him a question. He said it will, obviously it wasn't a unanimous decision if it took 35 minutes. Yeah, and there was a <coughs> no comment was pretty much the answer. Oh, there's he also he also well. copped another pearl. Like, do you treat this the same as you do a, a protest at say Kyneton? Oh no, nah, mate, we do it a bit different. <laughs> like honestly, isn't that the problem this, with the um, protest overall? Like if it's not unanimous, then it can't be upheld. Correct. That's just as simple as it is. Like, it was basically 50-50, you know, like, everyone's got an opinion. Maybe it's not 50-50, whatever. But there's enough doubt, as much as there is confidence it should have been overturned, in which case it cannot be upheld. And I think it's just that simple. Yeah, I I completely agree. I know Iko has a different opinion, but it has to be beyond reasonable doubt. doubt. And with the contradicting opinions from sort of everybody, but, you know, like, I don't think you can say... 100% 100% that Animo would have won the race without the interference, so it has to be dismissed. Although, at the time, I was hoping, praying that that wasn't going to be the case. Oh, if... I think that the the biggest thing that I've sort of taken from it is they don't take... He said it on the TV. He, they don't take into consideration lanes, which when you're going to have... Which we all agree is probably the greatest race in Australia, which is the 18th race of, of a carnival and it often rains, there's going to be lanes. Mm. And, and, and I, I believe he was pushing to inferior lanes. Like, the, ra- the race after this, we saw a horse grow absolute wings, and it wasn't near the fence. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and the, the like archaic way they measure things. They don't have any data to, to say how fast they were actually going or were they stopping. And then when you look at the data, the punting form data, Despite the Cox Plate being the fastest run race to the 600 all day, Animo is the third fastest last 400 metres of the day with that knock. And and when the margin's that small and the other horse interferes with him, I think it should be upheld. That's my view. Uh, I don't really care that much. I was just as sick or more sick about floating artists, to be honest. But, uh, but, but we had a big day anyway. So. <laughs> I, 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 think, sorry, I think when it comes to protests... Um, Basically, if OJ got off, any one any protest should be dismissed. Talking well, about there, reasonable but... doubts. So, <laughs> I think the I think the story of the Cox Plate is like 
almost a runner-by-runner runner analysis here, into, including the horses that were scratched, beyond bizarre circumstances which led to the eight horses taking their place on the day. Beyond bizarre. The narrative that was trotted out was, like, so have I said beyond bizarre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah, said yeah. that, have I? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like 99% of the population and don't listen to uh, Matt um, on RSN as well. But, um, you know, even the talk post-race as well, I think is worth discussing about the, the quality of state of rest. You know, when we did the preview show, I couldn't find a box really to tick for it apart from O'Brien. Um, and obviously with Zaki and Gold, the best horse, I think, Gold Trip being a late scratching, completely turned the race on its head. And um, I suppose those horses that do come out here aren't the A-graders of Joseph or Daddy's stable. You'd right because the best ones there are winning UK derbies, whatever you call them, aren't they? Well, I don't know. So, and so the very next best are winning Cox Plates, and the very next best horses in their stables are better than ours. Um, yeah, yeah, but there's been a, like there was a large period it. of time where they don't compete, they don't win the Cox Plate. You know, like Winks, so you thinks they don't win them. They they come and pinch some. The the Japanese horse was like the most impressive, probably we've seen outside of Winks recently. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that our horses at the moment just like our our horses over like over a mile and longer just aren't very good. Like these, like you know, you got your Probabils, like Animo, Dallasan, like all of these sort of horses. They're just not particularly good in comparison to. Champions. Uh, there's there's no prize money there though compared. If, if it was as bad as everyone says, there'd be more of them coming. Because oh. like very elegant beat that a day. Who's competitive over there? Very Elegant was like last in run, which isn't her go, has run a, a competitive number again. Yeah. The, the winner of this race has had two goes 1,600 metres or further for two group ones, and the figure is comparable to like Luz Grishow and Winks. I, I think everyone just beats on the locals a little bit too much. I think it's. A, I don't know. I think, I think we've got to stop being mugs and just make sure that every international that comes here is not a losing position, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly how I was going to finish it. We we sort of talked on the show about which one they're going to back, and we, the 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 only thing we fucked up was not not sending a bet on it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, by the time um, like even the, the race day, there's only one they were likely going to back because there's only two in there. Yeah, there's only two in, and the other one was <laughs> it's not even really an import. It's just like another no color bill. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that was bad by us. Oh, awful. Live and learn. Yeah, awful. So did we get to the bottom of Zaki's temperature? No, we didn't. And yeah, would you like to comment on that, Chan? Uh, I no. Um, this this I listened to the radio interviews and read and read. It's like I was probably asking myself more questions than answers, but I didn't like the horse on on the day anyway. Mm. So full full credit to everybody that laid it in the uh, in the all in market. Uh, and then uh, um, Gold Trip well I don't know like everyone's going to have an opinion on that unfortunately the only one that is worth listening to is the vet and the vet said it's not fit to race so it's scratched I think it's all Jared Whaley's fault what? blame Jared who? that's a Jared he's an easy target he's he's like thirst and pressure to be to have clickable content Caused him to, although he's made a stack of money writing books about racing, 
to just go on a vendetta about the the death rate in like the Melbourne Cup, which has caused them to overreact to this, which has put enormous pressure on people like Grace Forbes. If if she says the horse is lame, she's not going to then go, oh no, the horse is okay the next day. As soon as she said it was like a bit off, it was definitely going to be scratched in my view because they're not going to take the risk because there's no upside in it for them. The game is governed by self-interest. Grace Forbes doesn't care if the horse was bred on a farm and cost them nothing or if they paid millions of dollars for it. She just wants every horse that starts to finish. That's but there's also job. there's also the possibility that she's a vet and it's lame. Yeah, and I think the, the judge will like, be, why, if why the horse fucking, runs in the, in the Melbourne that? Cup, Shane, then I think she might have made a mistake. If it goes to Sydney or, or Queensland or somewhere and races next, then I reckon she was probably right. And that's how you can sort of govern it, judge right it. I'm saying there was talk a couple of weeks prior that there was a little issue with the horse or, you know, whatever it was yep. during track work or, you know. Yeah, there was. It's had issues since it walked off the plane. Jared Waitley's got a lot to answer for if you think about it. I mean, like, Australian Australians as a nation lost a bit of safety when when the smudge stopped making runs because he was rubbed out for a year and a half for doing for not even doing anything but for overseeing something that's happened in cricket for 40 years go and watch 2005 Ashes you see Simon Jones bending it around a corner I have no idea what you're talking about but hey, lost me welcome to the um, deep dive Really enjoyed uh, the head on out of the barriers and watching Damien Lane's hands. Fuck, he's got good hands. See how he just fucking dropped his hands and made that horse relax straight out of the gate. I wouldn't say I'm a map genius, but I fucking told you. Straight out the back, settled the best it's ever settled, wasn't exposed with the tongue tie over racing. Ran very well, I thought. Yeah, I thought it went huge. I think she's a champion. Ran past a couple of whackers in Dallasan who I had something on, and Moanga, who's a whacker at 2000. Mm. Probabil's a whacker at 2000 on a rain affected track. Um, Captivant getting questioned about the tactics was a fucking laugh. Um, John Allen's ride was great. Craig was good. He rode outstanding on Saturday. Luke Nolan was that petrified he couldn't roll forward because the trainer put a big article on racing.com Friday night and the owner chimed in Saturday morning. And when Luke lobbed like he could lead, he sh- absolutely shit himself because he thought, fuck, I'm not meant to be on speed here. <laughs> what a game. What a, what a sport, honestly. Yeah. Isn't it the best? But, but like, just to finish and the data. Not Luke's fault mm. either. That's how, how good is Anima, do you think? Um, probably close to the... Best we have in Australia? I think so. I think at, at like at this at two thousand meters. If you watch the, if you watch the replay and you watched it live, I had the sot here. We were sort of like, oh, we're cast at like the eight hundred. <laughs> yeah. Which I think when you see the way it finished to the eye, but then when the data comes through, through the clock, the third fastest last four hundred meters of the day is just enormous. But it, it looks like the horse sort of half relaxes too much. Mm which might mean it can get even further. And the further it gets, like we've just been saying, the, the less the opposition gets. Yeah. Oh, I think the horse is, still has upside and is, is a proper beast. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully it runs a few more races before it goes to stud. Yeah. It's just nice to see a three-year-old take on the older horses, though. Like, I mean, that's probably half the it reason. It made the race. It- yeah. And even with the no horses, it was still like the greatest race of the day. It's been the best race of the carnival. 
Yeah, but the rest of the races for the carnival were crap, so it's not saying much. Yeah, I thought that was true. fine. I tell you yeah. what, though, aren't we aren't we thankful and full credit to um, Racing New South Wales for putting on the Golden Eagle, which ensure Animo won't be going to start, and it'll ensure that he'll be contesting that race next year. Yeah. <laughs> does credit money? Yeah, does yeah, full full credit to oh, them. Yeah, yeah. Full credit. Full credit to Jackson for um. Well, we had a strip out on Wednesday, which is you know always concerning. Mm. You are a better golfer than me, and I knocked you off match play Friday morning. And from that point, you've just mentally got yourself swayed to dominate. It's the biggest weekend I've ever had gambling. Yeah, ever. Me and mine too. So, and to think, like you missed a four-footer to half a match that morning. It was it, it was eight feet, but anyway. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some racing. Uh, there was four Group Twos on this card. Did we learn anything of any importance from races five through eight? Good question. I, I think Gunstock's superior to. To forgot you, just. I think um, there's runs in that forgot you race that are full of merit that like behind it. We back Spirit of Gaylord, for example. I think that horse is, is on the up. It might be a little bit too early for it, but it can be followed. Um, there was a lot of money for the Waller uh, Oliver horse. I think it can be followed. Northern. Um Those two particularly there. Um, Floating artists can win. Fucking Christ. Like, what about the market? Look like we're off. Yeah, I, well, I just lost. I. You, you were gone. I was gone. I, I we, had a much chat, we had a chat about 30 minutes before, and you sort of said, well, we've lost this, and you're moving on to the yeah. Cox Plate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really noise. good horse, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it can win. Noise. I'm not sure what the race is called now. The old, uh, the, uh, a staying race on Derby Day, which is the golden ticket into the Melbourne Cup. Yep. It. The Lexus, but not the Lexus anymore. It's probably named yeah, after another yeah, car. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Lexus, it can win that, and it can, it can run top three in the cup. Can't fucking win with the same jock on. I I think, yeah, it, it won't have the same jock on, yeah. and full credit to the owners for putting him on, and full credit to the owners for letting the stable give him instructions, which were poor, and full credit to them all for fucking up a, a soft win on a, on a million-dollar race. But then full credit to them for sacking him, and... Um, I just think Tio deserves a little bit of sympathy because he would have been given instructions to ride for cover, which which if you watch a race, it was just like oh, it, it, it was, was like what's that game where you sit on the chairs? Like it's like that with Joy oh, and they were all, oh, I might go now. Musical chairs. Yeah, it's music. It was, it was unbelievable. It was sickening to watch. He got a lot of cover for about two thousand four hundred meters of the twenty five hundred meter race, so he rode perfectly if that if those were the instructions. Yeah, he wasn't alone on getting things wrong though on Saturday. He just really got one wrong on one that obviously should have won, so he's copped it. And but I reckon the confusing tactics don't help him. Don't help young riders. Well, I've, I haven't heard the tactics, but yeah. But clearly, the, the way he rode, he, they will they say get cover, get cover. Yeah. Anyway, it can it can win the Lexus and it can run top three in the Cup. I think. I think it's a proper horse. Okay. Top three. Mm. There's two. There's two spots spare outside of incentivise. Yep. Agree with that. Mm. Lovely. Uh, uh, one international probably, and then possibly another international. Or there'll, be no, like... there'll be no Melbourne Cup preview. It'll be just back the international and stop being a mug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you've got to take it on incentivise, then back, you've already backed it, so then just pick one of the internationals or two. Yeah. And if and you wait can for the last it, 30 seconds. One international, sort of. I've, I'm on all the internationals in the all-in markets that are going to get a start, so that's that's good. 
I did you ever stop betting? No, I was on the um, I was on the T20 last night. Oh fuck! Can't back a stop. Just folk one. That was that was pleasing. That was very pleasing. I probably um, didn't press hard enough though on the oh, we, second units end of it. We did back it to win like fifteen units. So. Yeah, like how, almost, how hard would you like to go? Anyway. Yeah, it was yeah. a great find yeah, by I, you guys. I thought it was winning a long way out and a great ride by yeah. Big Johnny Boy. Uh, elephant back to New back to New Zealand. That's good. We don't have to deal with it. Rhinoceros <laughs> um, back as well. So better. And so we finish the show, or the, this part of the show, with what in the fuck happened in race 10? Like, seriously. Because this horse has run a PB by eight lengths. It was mm. back to do it. Mm. It was like... It, it I was feel like, like national versus local. I feel like this horse, mate... I feel like Tom Dabernick made a mistake here. He probably should have had this in the Cox Plate. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, it would have went close. And then, <laughs> two starts ago at Ballarat, it got beat by Hickok, which we backed oh, yesterday at Sale. It got, it got beat by six, so like gapped. Just sec into second. Yeah, but like, what do you do? Like, no, what a game! Track beat it yesterday. I thought, um, but that, that Ballarat meeting's a fat form reference. Yeah, it's a I good was just going to say that it looks real red hot. But how good Stom Dabnick started his career? What? He's had, what, 27 starts for nine wins. Yeah. Credit has to go to him, full, I suppose. Full credit to him for going out on his own and just um, doing the right thing and mm. and getting it done and getting horses to run 10-length PBs on a, the 19th race on a, on track. Like, full did anyone, credit to him. Did anyone also, ask full him... credit to Brett Preble, who rode a winner on Wednesday at Geelong from that same Ballarat meeting mm. and celebrated like he won the Cox Plate. So, full credit to you, Brett. You are flying. Did anyone ask Tom how much he hated his job to go out on his own? Yeah, I'd, I would like to. I'd like I would to have. Love, I, genuinely, we'd love to know because it's a, like, you know, wasn't part of the succession plan, supposedly. Um, Who cares? What? And he's fucking left them. In, he's, he's, anyway, enormous. Going enormous. He's going enormous. You know, that was a $25,000 purchase, that winner. Mm. From the Magic Millions fucking Book whatever two? sale it was. Yeah, well. Yeah, anyway. Book well, six for 25k. Fuck. Yeah. Amazing. Generation and a big, a big, uh. <sighs> how wobble, how did the sphincter tighten a little bit? Not really. Thought we were always winning. Yeah, so I, I, I thought, oh, fuck, it's gone early. No, oh, yeah. You thought he went perfect. Yeah, I, I thought he went perfect. I thought it was 10 out of 10. Drawn a huge figure. I love seeing 6.4, 6.8. Yeah. So it's a great ride. I was wrong to the eye. But the Sphinx are tightened. And we needed a little bit of momentum early on a big day. This was our first proper bet. Particularly with your head noise, used to. It's always oh, I love it. Don't you love it? How this guy questions our head noise. No, there's no way that I'm anywhere near the level. I was seeing the videos of you two playing golf on Friday. Oh. Humble. I'll tell you what. Anyone out there... It's a, and in the psychology game, just please oh, get yeah. in touch I'm, with mailbag.com.au. These two boys need help. I'm not arguing with that. I'm completely mentally fucked, but, you know. <laughs> but, uh, we do keep winning, so, so things are yeah, whatever we're doing is working. Yeah. And, and I, would, I don't know how you'd measure it, but I'd, 
I'd like to have a head-to-head versus Shane Curley for head noirs. We're all sufferers of head noirs in one way or the other at the mailbag. Can I just point out, Curls doesn't need any head noise. You did basically declare Jonker on the preview show. It went halved in price and never yeah, losing. Me. Yeah. Are, you, are you a slab too? I'm off the piss, so you're lucky. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, wasn't it great to see? Um, wasn't it great to see D Moore uh, reply to Jack's post on Twitter, even though Jack didn't tag him. Full credit to D Moore for searching out his own name there and having a little reply. That was um, full credit areas. <laughs> I loved it. But what D Moore said in the reply is what it looks like is happening on race day. He fucking tries hard for punters. And connections, and that's why we love D Moore. I think um, he, John Allen, and Linda Meach are, are three of the greatest stories in racing. I think what Linda Meach is doing, like having watched a, you know, a female give birth and, and be a mum, holy shit! Like she's competing at the highest level of sport and dominating, and she's given fuck all opportunity. Yeah, and I think the um, the fact is, that, uh, regardless of of you know what sport or what sex or what age having a, a, a significant amount of time away from the top level and then coming back and just slowing back in and dominating the way she has says a lot about her ability and the ability of her competitors because she has just <laughs> not missed a beat well she just comes back and doesn't miss a beat and we're yeah, still talking well, about the same jocks getting very, held very up, and right up. Yeah. but i think what racing needs to learn that like they are relatable and they are champions and they're seasoned human beings who have done shit, been through shit and appreciate what they've got and are less likely to fuck it up. So put more of your of your content pressure on them as opposed to the young superstars who are yet to live their lives and, and make mistakes like everyone does. One thing that hasn't been mentioned, which it should because um, I'm sure that I'm not the only one that almost forgot that Jamie Carr and Ben Mellon ride in Melbourne. The game has continued on without them. So I echo your sentiment, Jack. Just like congratulate and focus on what's happening, not fucking what isn't happening. Let's quickly, anything else about the Manicato other than absolutely full credit to D Moore? That was a a really, really good ride. He was half slow away and could Mm. have just ridden the horse within its comfort zone and wouldn't have won. He dug it up, used it up, and won another group one. He's absolutely airborne. And you can tell that when he speaks after, even if, I don't know, because we backed it, but if you didn't, you'd half be going a little bit like John Allen in the Cox Plate. You're going, oh, good on him. Yep. That was an outstanding ride, outstanding win, and I, I'm glad I found it. It's good. <laughs> See that? The eye there. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, no, full credit. Full credit. There was, um, not that anyone gives a fuck, but there was one interesting piece that came out of Queensland this week. What was that? Remember that horse Kubrick that won the time-honoured Bondi Stakes? Yeah. yeah. Two years to the day, it wins and returns an equal career best of negative uh, six point eight, which was in fact the, <laughs> which was in fact the figure it returned to win the time-honoured Bondi Stakes exactly two years prior. That was Abdullah up the fence. I remember it. Yeah, scraping and, paint. Scraping paint. Yeah. Getting I remember Abdullah coming off. Uh, getting interviewed post race and said the race is a million dollars. Of course, I was knocking down the inside rail to take the run. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, full credit to Uncle Chris who was able to get Kubrick to produce a two-year PB. 
um, on the day. In a class six at Doombin. <laughs> Time on it. I think we're actually going to send a bit of full credit, Colonel, to the full credit uncle. What's happening? A little bit of um, <laughs> full rec- recruiting. Goodness. Oh, interesting. That Out of the, the box. That was the whole box. You know, sort of thinking. I can imagine he'll just be putting that straight in the bin. You'd have to think. Especially imagine it's... being a mug. Imagine being a mug and not back in Kiri. Six fifty into four eighty as well, mind you. <laughs> oh hell! What would you What would you do if 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 KFC just showed up at your workplace, Uber Eats? Well, my workplace is either here or home, so I could. It wouldn't be sort of a great shock oh. with the amount of Uber Eats I, I sort of get. I wouldn't need it. You wouldn't need it? Fascinating. All right, this is good content. Um, what's your week ahead, boys? You've got Swan Hill tomorrow, Bendigo Cup Wednesday. Exciting. I know what we've got. Are you back on we've course got Bendigo, Bendigo on, on Wednesday, which will be good. Is Jackson going to be nice... on course? Is he driving out there? No way. <laughs> no. Keep him fresh for a big cup week. No, we'll be. We might be on track on the weekend. Pending. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we might send Dars to Cranbourne to do the night meeting. I'm just at, <laughs> out there in the car park at Trios. Yeah. Just doing his best. Yeah, you can babysit him. Audible Thursday, Kilmore, Cranbourne Friday, Derby Day, Flemington Saturday, Mornington, and Mortlake on Sunday. And then cup week next week. So it all rolls on. You didn't mention um, Swan Hill. Tomorrow. Mm. I need oh. you to find I need you guys to find another Swan Hill system for me because me old where's me old Hobson at Swan Hill? Zero from his last thirty nine. <laughs> is he? Well when the is, river is runs. That, does dry, that mean he's gonna turn because we turn to the scene of the crime. We had the cup week and Danny O's two from his last fifty. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm glad that you're still in the racing media, Jack, because you're the only one talking about him. Oh, he'll turn eventually. It'll turn. He's <laughs> it turned yesterday, didn't it? Embolism. <laughs> How many downhill turns can one stable take? <laughs> Mate, if we keep saying how bad he's going, he's never going to come on the show. Please. Oh, what a shock. <laughs> Embolism was 290 and a 230 as well, so... Yeah, and like ridden perfectly to the pattern, and just it's like, it's like the it's like the P Moody money. Like he's pinched one horse off a of Queenslander, and Oxy Road ran a big race. Other than that, they never they never hit, but they're always backed. Anyway, find a new system for me, please, because Hobson at Swan Hill needs to be reassessed. Um, my week's absolutely fucking brilliant. Basically, got nothing. I've got Ipswich Wednesday. Uh, it's taking him 35 minutes, but he's just he's just starting to warm up here, the big fella, the big Queenslander. <laughs> the Nurofen, the Nurofen cold and flus are starting to kick in. Kilcoy Friday, and then Saturday because it's Derby Day, every fucking race club in Queensland's holding a meeting. <laughs> There's Bow Desert, Gold Coast, Dolby, Eagle Farm, Toowoomba. Oh, only five. Yeah.
Anyway, what's your week look like, Peter? Well, we've got 15 mils of rain. We've got six mils of rain today, 15 tomorrow, possibly 15 on Wednesday. Last week with that forecast, they moved the meeting from Ascot to Northam, but they're racing at Northam this Thursday, so they can't go Wednesday and Thursday at Northam. So they're just... Or could they? Well, no, they've just decided they're going to race at Ascot. They tomorrow. might. There's only you and, like, four other blokes betting there properly. Yeah, and look, to be honest... I might just sleep through the whole meeting. But uh, 13 metre rail at Ascot, first wet day of the year that it's going to be handling. Seven races only. Ooh, watch out, punters. Here we go. This is actually my lowest turnover month in history. And uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's been shithouse as well. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you can't lose if you don't bet. It's a solid theory. Yeah, that's smart. Come up on yourself, mate, or just you read that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it when I, um, you know, worked at Sky briefly. Hey, if horses go the... fast oh, yeah. early, yeah. and then they go pretty fast slow, <laughs> more often than uh, not, they're going to go fast overall. Yeah. Great week for narrative, guys. Anyway, full credit to the Jacks. Um, it was great to see you blokes have a strip out Wednesday, and then bounce back like true champions. It was brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. mate. It was brilliant. Great it's a lot nicer now, isn't he, once those drugs have kicked in? Have kicked in. No, it was brilliant. Full credit to you. And on, you know, obviously on the big stage too. This is not just a backwater meeting. We, we, we were sitting here before just by ourselves, like figuratively, like sort of Dutch ruddering, just talking about how great we are. Yeah. And, and how great the week was. And like, my favourite bet was the, like, the one of Ballarat, the big ruffie that sort of got us going. I just need that moment. I need the momentum to, to shift. So like when we've had... A 10-unit strip, and then all of a sudden, 12 units jumps in, $20 winner. I'm I'm right. But yeah. you you waited till Friday night for Jonker. Yeah. That was I was, yeah, I, must be great just betting the one meeting on Saturday. Must be so good. Yeah, I had like... It is. I, had, I think I backed like 12 winners. No, I didn't. I backed a few winners, and then like the four big bets I have all get fucked. <laughs> and then somehow win while lying in bed all day, betting from bed. With Vicks up my nose and on my feet and in my rectum and everywhere trying to get this cold out of me. <laughs> I don't know Which, how. What, does she put you into your own ward or what? Where, like, oh, it's, oh, yeah. Won't come to him. No, yeah. like his partner at least. I'm wondering if like, he gets kicked into the garage bed oh. or, or she's somewhere else. No, I've got I've got a fold out bed in my office here. Yeah, so he's just so been. Just move the desk back, fold the bed out, lie there, just try and win somehow. Find a way. Full credit to you for just keeping on going. Full credit to everyone. It's a bloody great going. 